works with white, but doesn't work with ivory. Why? Yeah, why? That's a great question. <laughs> it's purely tonal values. White and black are not. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's it going, Dad? It's great to have you down, Steve. It's good to be down. Yeah, isn't it nice? Studio again, folks. Nice studio podcast. Mic in hand. Yeah. We're ready. Got all your questions and feedback waiting. I'm, I'm, in answer to your question, I'm great, Steve. Yes. Good. Another good week. Yes. Yes. Plenty of artwork coming your way. Well, you were saying earlier, because it's got colder now, you're spending more time in the studio because you're yes, that's right, I am. less yeah. wanting to go out less and less because it's so cold. Yes. Well, well it, it, on the summer months, and we've had a great summer, as you know, in, in the UK, and we've been out an awful lot, uh, Eileen and I, trotting around the globe. Well, not the globe, the globe, <laughs> globe in South the, East England. The, the, the British Isles. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we've uh, we had a few trips to London, and it, it's been fantastic. No, we've, we've really enjoyed uh, the summer. But now, of course, winter's here and the cold weather's coming. Uh, it's not so uh, inviting. Yeah. We still go out, but uh, not darker, as many Darker uh, afternoons as well. It gets, gets right. uh, dark earlier, doesn't it? So, you so just... I, I turn to artwork, and I'm, uh, I'm concentrating more on the artwork now and the, and the things and the ideas that we're bringing out i'm searching the internet for more and more uh, subjects i found two or three uh you know we we're talking about the hair last week would you remember yeah uh, someone asked if i would do a hair and uh, i thought that was really a good idea and then we spoke about it afterwards and yeah let's go for it and i found a cracking picture a real corker of a picture you know, I also said to you, we ought to have it in a setting. And I, there was a lot of pictures of them as settings, but it didn't really work so well, I found. They were either sitting in grass, and you couldn't really see their legs, or they were bounding along, and it wouldn't have been really, really a good picture. So what I've decided to do is a kind of semi-portrait okay. uh, of a hair. Uh, but you get most of the body in, but it's really, really nice. So it's a bit more than a profile of it, just more, the portrait, yes. but, but not the full, not, it's an in-between, three-quarters. That's right, yes. yes. Interesting. But they're going to they're gonna love it. And uh, beautiful um, definition of it, which I can really play with. So that's uh, on the chocks. I, I haven't got to do that yet, but that's something that's going to be coming. Good. And sheep, Steve. And sheep. Yes. You know, don't don't well, give away all of the subjects. Oh, well, no, these are these are only my ideas at the moment. Okay. I haven't actually done they're anything. They're not done anything. They have just been. No, I thought you know we're, we're following a farmyard scene, aren't we? At the moment, you know, with the different things we're going to be producing. So I thought uh, I'll keep it going. Oh, good. You're working your way around all the animals. I am. Yes, I've got about uh, I've got about four lined up. Uh, for, for a farmyard scenes, I'll leave you guessing <laughs> what they are. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. Yes, no, it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm really enjoying myself at the moment. Like, throwing you know yourself that, in. Well, you know, that research work is almost as interesting as the artwork. Not quite as interesting as the artwork, but almost. I love doing it. And I love um, looking at the picture that's presented to me and then changing the ideas 
chopping it and cropping it and turning mm. it inside out and um, you know, facing the other way and all that, which you can do on the computer, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoy that very much. Picking it apart and mm. putting your own stamp on mm. it. And then I did another picture, which similar to Bain, where I wanted the landscape and I wanted people in it. So the landscape that I chose didn't have any people in it, so I had to find people to put in it. And I love doing that. I think you know that. I've, I've told you this before. So I've made a, another scene up with people uh, you know, little characters and a little story, which I always try to include in the landscape if I can. Oh, you'll have to tell when it comes round. You'll have to tell oh, that story to us. All. I will. I will. Well, I'll bring it up again. What's I, going on? And I'll explain to you how I did it because I'm sure other people would like to know that. Hmm. It's interesting. The idea of putting a story it gives it. Do you hmm. think about that as you're doing it? I what, do. Or do well, you think about it before? Or do you think ah, about it after? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Steve, because what I do is. I look at the scene, first of all. I look at the scene and think, now, what kind of story can I present in this scene? Mm. And then I look at different characters, and then it hits me, and I think, that would be a nice scene. So I pick that character out. Give me an example of a character. Um, Well, for instance, in one of these scenes that we're going to do, um, we've got a road. Oh, it's not a track. It's a track rather than the road, because it's an 1860 type picture yeah and i've got a horse and cart coming along the road okay in the distance not far distance so you can see it the horse and cart and then i thought well i've got that but what's it coming for now in those days um the people who traveled on their holidays or away for weekends and so on they didn't uh, in the rural areas they didn't have the benefit that we have cars and the taxis and this sort of thing and buses so i thought right well we'll have a horse and cart coming along the road that's suitable for traveling or people can sit in and and uh, be transporting people right and then i thought well it's got to transport someone so i little little group of people and i won't tell you the people (laughs) but i've got a, a picture of three little characters who I put together... That are waiting? That are waiting for that to arrive. To get the chance. So how about that? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, there's a little story. There's, some, there's something happening in the picture. Absolutely. So you've not just got a really, really attractive and it's a but cracking you, you picture. But you make all that up? No, no. Well, the characters I don't. I pick them. I, I, I take but the characters... But you make up the scenario. I make the scenario up. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a really good thing. I wonder if anyone else does that. If you do do that, let us know. Well, when we... Get or if you're going to do it, let yes, us know now, now that you've said it. Please do, yes. <laughs> well, if, if you want any tips on that, I'll be, um, you know, I'll be happy to oblige. You could do a video. I love doing that. You could do a video for YouTube and just say how to make a picture tell a story. Hmm, absolutely. And just describe what you would mm. do. Yes. Because that's... I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. I've done that a lot, you know, from the beginning. I, when I first started out, I used to do that. One of the reasons I did that, Steve, is because a lot of landscape work... And I think I told you once, uh, I took some pictures into a gallery and they said to me, oh, we don't want people in it. I love the landscape, but I don't want to get rid of people. I thought, eh? You've got to have people. Um, so I, I took no notice and I carried on with the way I did it. And I thought, how can you not have a story without any people? You can't, can you? You've just got a scene, really, Yeah. Um, without people in it. So by putting people in, you create stories. Yeah, and you create little scenario- scenarios that uh, can... I get a lot of kick out of that. I get a lot of pleasure out of that. And I think people, when they look at them... You know, if you look at the old Victorian paintings, they all had stories to them. 
yeah. for lots of people. And there was always a story there somewhere. And you, you're quite influenced, uh, inspired as well by the old style. I am. You've I done am. an article on the blog. Uh, in that the was in my last weeks. life, I think. I was one of the artists <laughs> who did that kind of thing because I've got such a passion for it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it comes out in your own work as well. That's You've right. replicated it. That's right. Interesting. Oh, that's good. That's good. Anyway, should we get on to some... Uh, questions yes, and feedback let's, shall let's we do that <laughs> we could talk for ages about <laughs> about this um but first let's do some feedback first one's from brenda i Stephen colin have just caught up with your podcast and wish to congratulate you all the hundredth was great to listen to i hope your mother and wife will join you in further podcasts well i'm sure she will oh i'm guaranteed i would say Listening till 101, I was laughing along with you regarding the different colour paper, especially Colin's emphatic, no, it won't work. (laughs) Having only been a member for seven months, I perhaps am one that bothers Colin when I should be practising. However, I was listening to 101 when the question came up about what coloured pencils, uh, question about what colour pencils came up. I was really pleased with myself because that is what I did when I first tried uh, my picture of my own from a photo, the bulldog, which we featured on the blog. Mm, the bulldog. That's right. Colin helped me with the finishing touches that lifted the picture. And as I, I am no way near the other members level that can sell, I feel that I am on my way. Thanks to Colin. Incidentally, a friend liked the bulldog and wanted it. I got a beautiful bouquet of flowers in return. Keep up the excellent work you all do. Kind regards, Brenda. Great. That's, that's brilliant. That, that is nice, isn't it? Isn't it? rewarding too when people find some like your work and give you a reward for it i mean a bunch of flowers is is great yeah it's uh, It's lovely recognition isn't it it? it's definitely well done uh it's great that you obviously branching out with your own uh with your own artwork and that's what you do with the choosing colors you know then putting i thought that was a brilliant tip that you said about putting the colors to the picture yes to 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 get the idea of the tone absolutely Um, was brilliant so uh yeah thanks for that brenda that's great the next one is from colin hi colin and steve great podcast i was interested to hear about the request for a hair project Ah. over the past year i've told i have sold two paintings of hairs with your techniques one sold on a display at an art uh, at an art and frame shop and another at a local village exhibition uh, where i live in suffolk hairs seem to be very popular as a subject for galleries I also sold a fox, again, using the methods that I learned from your videos and web pages. Uh, thanks for the inspiration and instruction. Kind regards, Colin. Oh, well, that justifies me doing a hair later on, doesn't it? Yeah, it shows that, they, yeah, like Colin said, they're popular. You see, but that wouldn't have come about if someone hadn't mentioned it to me. That's right. You know, yeah. you get it. This is why, this this is why you're, you're so, so valuable important. out there, folks. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, that's great. Uh, Wendy has commented on our post about the, the Taper Point Colour Shaper. She sounds, it says it sounds good, especially for doing fine detail. Uh, I'm going to order one for sure. And uh, people have been snapping them up. They have. In the last few days. We've, uh, they won't regret that, though. Yeah. I mean, I've been using mine for three months now. I use it on every picture. And um, I, I can't see it wearing out. So... If you think, folks, I'm going to buy half a dozen of these, you don't need them. Mm. That, that one, one of those is going to last you a long time. Yeah. And bear in mind, I'm using it a lot. Yeah. That's no, good. Uh, another one. This is a, a suggestion from Dave. How about a project of a surfboarder on a huge wave? 
Well, I know someone who will love that. My uh, your brother and uh, my son Steve. He's no. uh, not Steve. Justin is a great surfer, and uh, he'd love that. He would love that, wouldn't he? So if ever I did one, I'd I'd give Do it, it to for him. him. Yeah, you've done waves before, didn't you? I have. Uh, sort of a choppy sea. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sea. say no to that. I wouldn't say no. I, I kind of would have be reservations about it simply because of the popularity and the demand it would be only the surfers and people of that kind of uh, sport lovers of that kind of sport that would like it yeah so but i i i I never say never never say i might run out of material one day mightn't i run out of subjects say steve what can i do now hey do you remember that surfer right do a surfer yeah that's it i mean there's a Waves are quite, uh, and sea is quite an mm. interesting subject. There's a mm. lot to it. There um, are. You know, a beach scene. Well, I did that like angry that. wave painting, which the original one you have actually on your wall in your I flat, do. don't I you? Do, yeah. Which I gave to you. And then I did a duplicate of that. Um, I did it actually on video, Steve. Um, but, you know, I don't know where that went to. Well, it's a speed painting. <laughs> It was a speed, but yeah, it's it wasn't on YouTube. A, I didn't do it speed painting. I did it normal, normal yeah, speed. Yeah, but we speeded it up, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, folks, what I could do is another one because mm. that was a very good one, and that used pastel pencil, polychromos, and soft pastel. So yeah. I used all three. That's a really good picture. I'll put that on the uh, the notes of this podcast uh, uh, mm. on the same page. So if you're if you're watching uh, listening through the website. I'll embed the, the video in so you I'll can do that. And, and, check it out. And folks, if you really think it would work, um, drop us a line or drop us or an comment email. on the, the blog post or yeah, you know, yeah, comment please. and let us know. Because if we get enough people saying I want it, I will do it again. Mm. Because it was a it was a cracking picture. It's an interesting one because it, you combined so many it was quite an impressionistic It was. Uh had a, an arty impressionistic feel to it, didn't I it? I think this is probably the reason why I never never took it up as a a pack i didn't we didn't have the videos then mm. and this member site um I, I thought it wouldn't it would work as a speed painting and that's why i did it that way but people wouldn't necessarily I, want to do it i didn't you think they sure. would at that time because i couldn't show them really all mm. of, and i felt that it might have been a bit too hard mm. uh, but our our listeners and members have proved me wrong on all, all the things they've I've tackled the, hard. the hardest of pitches yes and they're tackling them and doing brilliantly so i've mm. now i would now revisit that yeah let us know anyway yeah that's a good good one so uh good okay moving on to some questions uh first one is from tanis hello i may consider signing up for your tutorial lessons i'm just trying to imagine how to draw while watching your lessons on the computer I do not have a laptop, just a PC. I suppose you could lean your drawing board against the desk in front of a PC. Sorry if this is a silly question. <laughs> kind regards, Tannis. It's not a silly question. Not at all, no. How do people work with their desk and their computer? Oh, it, it's actually very easy. If, if, you, if we can picture a computer in front of you and your keyboard, you get rid of the keyboard, you won't need that. Because you've got it on, I mean, you, you just use head to one side anyway, and and then watch the watch the video, freeze frame. This is the idea: freeze frame it, mm. and then continue, and then f- play a little bit more, freeze frame it. Uh, that's the way to do it, and have it in front of you. People have asked me, and I think we may have a question. I don't know if we've got a question here, Steve, about the angle of the ball. Yes, got have one we? coming up. All oh, right. Well, I'll talk about that when I get to that. Yeah. But uh, that's what you have to do as well. Angle of a board is quite important. 
you'll see me work flat simply because of the videoing. I, if, I, if I had uh, it on a board, all the pencil would start rolling and I'd have all sorts of problems. So I have to work flat. Uh, but we'll talk about the angle of the board in a moment. But working like that in front of a computer, no problem at all. Mm. Um, I can't see a problem. I'm sure that a lot of listeners out there are doing exactly that. Well, yeah, this is a good opportunity to get some of your feedback and mm. see how you're set up. And if you want, take a picture of it for us. Yes, that's a good and idea. And we'll feature it on the website. That's a good idea. Uh, different mm. methods of, of working mm. with the videos. Mm. Um, we know some people, a lot of people, got iPads now and tablets. Yes. Uh, they work from, because the iPads uh, and tablets, you can get the cases that fold round that's right. and angle the, the tablet, mm. the screen, at like the perfect angle. Mm. Um, and we've seen other artists out in exhibitions working yes, that's right. uh, from an iPad mm. and, it, and it's I mean, it's the great size screen mm. um, but yeah let us know yes after all in the past what people used to do was to watch me on DVD and follow me and that's on a television and that's much more difficult mm. so I can't see that being really but you've already got a desk in front of you yeah to put your work on otherwise yeah if you're in front of a tv you've got to mm. lay out a desk and it's things. more difficult that yeah yeah um so okay well i'll ask this next question uh from dale colin do you find it easier to draw slash paint flat on a table slightly tilted up or an easel at an angle of about 60 degrees uh, well first of all the the answer to that is no 60 degrees is too too much of a steep slope what i used to use is an angle around 15 degrees there's quite a lot of difference between the two. Mm. Um, but I had a drawing board at that time. And, and people would probably, if they've seen me in exhibitions, would know that. I had a drawing board. It wasn't quite flat. It was at, at an angle. And that was about 15 degrees. And I found that really comfortable. The problem you've got if you have it too high is it's, it, it's difficult for to keep the paper in, in, the, in, in one place unless you've got something to rest it on. Uh, but 15 degrees, it doesn't move around so much. Hmm. So that's how I would... Uh, it's got to be comfortable for your hand as well, hasn't yes, it? Because yes, if you yes. top your wrist, yes. it, you've, got to, you've got to rest your wrist that's comfortably right. on it as well. And another reason why I did that uh, at exhibitions, I had that angle, is because I had people all around me. I had people come from the back looking on and the side looking on. Uh, so it wasn't like an easel, an upright easel, with people behind me and looking at it. You see what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> fifteen I degrees. Would, that, so I, I think fifteen degrees is is my optimum uh, angle. That's what I would prefer to use. Um, and have I answered all the question, or was there more? Uh, yeah, no, that's about we were right. Talking I mean, about the angle, um, we? do you lean your board against the desk? That was the first question. And then, uh, how, what kind of angle do you use on an easel? Mm. So you'd recommend about fifteen degrees I on would. an easel. You can adjust. Oh yes, the easel you can adjust it to to around fifty. You don't have to measure it exactly. Yeah, but at a at a, at a slight angle. Yes, only I a would slight say. angle. Mm. Okay, good. Oh, good questions. Those both of those and. Uh, yeah, if you've got a, a particular setup that you like, let us know. And uh, we, we share that information to others as it's quite uh, valuable. Next one is from Christine. I've been told about an eraser which you can provide that can be used for corrections for pastel paintings. I have the Faber-Castell double-ended eraser, which is convenient for small corrections. But is there anything on the market for erasing a small block? 
Uh, well, the only thing, oh, there are lots of erasers on the market. You wouldn't have a problem getting one of them. And the pastel pencil erases with a soft eraser. Just a standard I, rubber? Yeah, just a standard rubber, yeah. yeah. Just Make sure it's quite soft, though. One of the problems I had when I first started, I used to use something that was a bit hard. You can get different erasers that are a bit hard. Yeah. And that used to rub the paper, too, and that wasn't good news. You don't want to, don't want to start to destroy the paper. But a soft eraser is ideal. And, and you can get those in any art shop. Because you would think, I, I would think, um, you would need something hard to take the pastel off. Mm. Um, but actually, just a soft rubber mm. does the trick. No, a soft soft rubber would a soft eraser would would take it off. I mean, if you've got something like black, you know, or you've got a very very dark colour, and you tried that with a soft eraser, you might smudge it a bit. Mm. So therefore, you would need ideally a double ended eraser. The hard end of a double ended eraser would work very well for that. Um, but the other uh, item of erasure is the putty rubber which we sell and you can buy now although this this as has been used by artists for erasing and i've seen people do it especially with charcoal i've seen them use taking charcoal off um but the problem with that is is you could leave a residue behind on the paper sticky yes and it, then it reacts against the pastel that's going back on it again uh, so it's, it's it's something i would be careful what i i use a putty rubber a lot um mainly for just blotting out you'll see me just touch it push it onto the and then pull it off i don't use it to to erase the pastel because i've made a mistake i erase it deliberately if you if you're doing rocks for instance give texture yes that's yes that's right because yes. you don't want necessarily a solid color well sometimes you know if you're doing say brickwork of rocks these are the two very good examples uh you can over. I deliberately over apply colours, and then push the putty rubber and the rays, and it takes off um, some of the pastel, and it leaves an effect that you can't actually draw. Yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a it, very random texture. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So I use it like that, mm. and it's very good for that. You can use it for trees as well. If you if you over applied trees, and you find you're you're getting into a pancake situation. Again, you can just push the putty rubber in and just immediately lift it off. Don't rub it. That's, and that takes off a couple of layers of pastel. That's a good idea because um, we get a lot of uh, people saying um, that they've over-applied and things yeah. like that. The putty uh, rubber is the answer. And the putty rubber is the answer to that. Definitely. The, what isn't the answer is going back with light colours because then you get the muddy look. Mm. But if you do that and you get a muddy look, again, putty rubber press it in, take it off. It takes that mud back out again. Oh, which are available on our art store. Oh, yes. Which you can buy from us. And the one we've got is Faber-Castell. Um, and I think it's probably the best. Best I've used. Some ever. of the others, I think you've said before, are too sticky. Yes, the cheaper ones. Certainly. Cheaper if you ones buy a cheaper one. We'll leave something behind on the paper, yeah. Yeah, we don't want any of that. Good. Uh, good question, Christine. Thanks for that. Uh, next one is from Colin. Uh, we already had something from Colin. Possibly. This might be another one. I like to draw freehand before starting a pastel or watercolour painting. I wanted, Colin, what you used for the initial freehand drawing or when using a grid before the use of pastel pencils. Right. Well, this is an interesting one because I use... Um, I use um, a B pencil if I'm drawing. 
if I'm sketching, I use a B pencil. And the reason I use a B rather than a 2B is because it, the, it doesn't affect the pastel so much. If I was doing a line drawing, for instance, correct, doing, making up a line drawing, I'd either use an F pencil or an HB pencil. And that really does minimise the problem of having the graphite transfer to your pastel. So this is how I, I operate. I operate on really those three pencils. If I was doing a sketch, though, and it was a pencil sketch, I'd be using 2B or even 3B and 4B. Uh, soft, really soft. soft. Because those give you the shading. You can you just touch Smooth. it with your finger and you can, you can spread it. But that would be fatal with pastel because... The, it, it would, would blend be, with it, smudge it. Would, it. it would mix, it, mix up and then you get a very... Oh, I can't even think the mess you'd make mm. with those colours. So be safe. Use the three colours that I use. The three um, hardnesses of pencil I use. HB, F and B. If you don't have a B pencil, you can try it with 2B, but don't make it too strong. Uh, if, you haven't, if you haven't got an F pencil, F pencils are sometimes hard to find. We sell them here, um, but it's not easy to find them. It's somewhere between an HB and a B. So, because uh, this leads us on to the figure drawing that's just gone up, of the, ah, the man kneeling. Right, right. Um, and Colin there mentions a grid. Inside the grid, what did you use? What pencil did you use? When I was drawing inside the grid, I used a B, a B pencil, or an F. Either, either. I can't remember which one I'd used that, but I would. I wouldn't have used an HB for that. I only use the HB for the line drawing. So you would be. So would you use. You would use the B or an F inside the grid doing the the initial drawing. Your initial drawing, yes. And then once you've done that, you've rubbed all the rust rest out, and you're making the line drawing. You use then a HB. The HB pencil, yes. I, I use the HB pencil to transfer through the uh, the sketch to the line the paper. paper, and then I'll go over that with either an F or an HB, but I don't use the B again, Got simply you. because I don't. I wouldn't want the risk of um, getting rid of it. I mean. The, I think everybody's got to find their own level. The problem with the harder pencils, the HB, F, HB, and HB, one, two, three, and all various degrees of hardness, they're not easy to get off with an eraser. They're more stubborn. The Bs, 2B, 3B, 4B, and upwards, are much easier to take off with an eraser. So you see what I mean? So where are we coming from this? That's why I like those middle three. Mm. Because usually the HB you can get off without too much difficulty and people will see me very often take off a little bit of pencil. So what I do if I mean the thing to do is watch the new picture we've got going up or it's gone up now um, watch that and you'll see how I actually operate those three pencils and how I once I've got my line drawing I redraw slightly and then by doing that, because if I have a light transfer with my line drawing and then go over it with my pencil, I know that I'm going to be able to erase that easily. Mm. And I don't always erase all of it. It's only when I, I've got a light area that's coming up or a light area that's going to be adjacent to another light area, then you'll get a line. Mm. You've got to get rid of that line. I see, yeah. There's certain... Mm. So, I, so for safety's sake, really, stick to those three... Um, Lead hardnesses, HB, F, and B. 
which this is not designed to be a selling technique, but which is which we do sell actually as a graphite set. That's right. Well, we did that deliberately for people, and we've sold a lot of them because people are safe. Then they know that those are the ones I use. They're mm. the ones I'm using on in the video anyway. Mm. Uh, so if you've seen it, it's like everything else. If you see it done, and it works, it's got to be right. Mm. If it's not right, you're not doing it right. So it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And the paper that I use, incidentally, folks, um, with that line drawing, I use a, a quite a good quality sketching paper for that. You can use uh, a watercolour paper, but the watercolour paper has to have a fine tooth to it. You can't have a, one of those dimple ones, you know, you get. So you've got to be careful there. So a fine watercolour paper or you can use the a very good quality sketching paper. What kind of um, gram would you use? Um, the thicker the better, really, Steve. Yeah? Yeah. I would probably go for 120 absolute minimum, mm. but I would go up to 300 you can go. Wow. Almost yeah. like card. Yeah. In fact, you can get very good card. Um, we've got those. those um, we do some backing boards that actually is drawing paper. I've often thought that maybe we should sell them. Um, but, you know, people can get hold of sketching paper. This is quite easy, readily available, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I don't think we necessarily need to, to sell them. But those are really good. And they are, that's a fine card. Uh, I think that's about 160. I think it's 160 gram, that one. So it's just about right, right in the middle. Mm. And it works really well. You get a good pencil mark on it, and the pastel pencil works really well on top of it. Because that's what you've got to consider. And this is, especially with these figure drawings, Mm. obviously, yeah, the sketching is Mm. one thing, but if you want to put the pastel pencil on top... That's right. um, I think we talked about this when we uh, talked about the uh, applications of the pastel when we did the last figure drawing, Steve. So I don't want to go over it again, but just to recap on it, we use white as a a base colour. You have to do that because the, you're using a white surface and the pastel that we put onto that has to have a, a base or a, a cushion to go into. So if you, if you put the, 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 the darker greys directly onto the paper, you'd have it, you'd have a, you wouldn't be able to spread it like we can. That's why this is so successful. So the white pencil has to go on first. So you put. So once you've done your sketch on the paper, you transfer your sketch mm-hmm. onto the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cover the paper with white pastel pencil, mm-hmm. uh, and there you can imagine if you're going to put white on top of those graphite, you've got to be careful that the graphite doesn't move around. Doesn't go. Yeah. So that's reason. why you use the F. Uh, that's right. Or the HB. Yeah. I would probably to make stick it strong to the enough. F. Actually, is a good good enough. I think for that. It would also. Um, does the white kind of dull it down a bit? Yes, it does. You so lose that w- use the line. Use the harshness of it. You lose the line a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it might obviate then the need to rub that line out. Yeah. But if you did rub the line out and found you it had gone a bit too thick, you just uh, put white back on again before you, you've drawn it. Do you blend the white once you've put it on? Do you smooth, smooth yes, it with your finger? Yes, good idea to do that. Yes. Use a finger for that. Definitely. The reason you do that, Steve, is because you want it to be even. You yeah. Know, because you're putting white on white, remember. Mm. So you, you can imagine the scenario. You're not oh, going to be able to know whether it's strong yeah. or dark. You might have a bit that you haven't done. Yeah, strong or And yeah, then you stick, stick dark grey on that and you're in trouble. 
Which is there any other scenarios that you've used, or would you use in any other scenarios? For example, sepia, where you would cover the paper before doing a picture. No, no, I wouldn't. It's only on a white piece of paper. Yeah, with the, with the sepia pictures, which we again we've not done one of those. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Sorry, not we did do a sepia, but it was watercolour, wasn't it? I know yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've not done a sepia in pastel pencils, have we? Well, we've done a, the, the people, three people, but in sepia. Yeah, but we could do picture. another one. But it might be nice to do that. But yes, coming back to your question, do we cover the whole thing? Well, you, wouldn't, you don't use white at all. Yes, not at all for not that. a sepia tone. <laughs> that's right. You can't. It would be a disaster if you use white. So what we use, the sand colour paper, just the same, and we use the ivory. But you could, argue, you could say to me, well, why don't you put ivory all over it? Yes. That wouldn't work there. The reason being is we're looking at uh, blacks and um, brown. We're using Very sepia, dark which is a brown, which is 175, which is a, a sepia. Uh, and you're looking black. Now, that wouldn't work in, with ivory. Works with white, but doesn't work with ivory. Why? Yeah, why? That's a great question. <laughs> it's purely tonal values. White and black are not colours. Yeah, they're lightning White and is a dark. lightning agent. Black is a darkening agent. Ivory is a colour. Brown is a colour. So you're looking then at two completely different types of tonal values. Mm. And if you were to try that, you'd have a disaster on your hands. In fact, I mentioned uh, when we were... I probably mentioned this in pastel work when I've used ivory and uh, one double seven, for instance. I've said many times on in the uh, videos, make sure that the one double seven doesn't go on top of the ivory, straight on, straight on, because it'll ruin it. Because it looks too harsh. And that's it. So right. what you have to do there is you have to cushion it with a mid tone. Exactly the same thing happens with the sepia. You'd use the the ivory where you want the lightest areas, and then you'd put this the. Uh, You'd put the, I'm trying to think of the colours, Stephen, uh, 182 into that. Is that like a mid-tone brown? Uh, that's right. And I think it's 180, I seem to remember. That. And you, then, you then use 180. And that will give you dark. And if you really did want it darker, but you're likely is not, you wouldn't. Because if it's, you want a light colour and you're putting ivory you would, on, you want a light colour. You colour. would start with a mid-tone if you wanted yeah, it dark. You wouldn't start it. with an ivory. Absolutely right. Stephen knows. I, <laughs> <laughs> and if I know... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're quite right. So you would use the... You would use either the... Well, you'd definitely use the 182 or the 180. If you were really going dark, you'd, you'd, you'd only have used 180 then, 177 black. So the theory is that um, because you're using white and black... Mm-hmm. you can cover it with white. But if you're using ivory and other sepia tones, you, you can't cover... Well, bear in mind, with, that, with the picture that we're doing, we're using grey colours. It's all grey tones. Yes. You see what I mean? So they're not really colours as such. They're just tonal values tonal of the value. same tones of the same That's range. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it works. Isn't You've answered that question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Always asking why, 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 why? But you, I'm glad you do know, because it's really important to do it. You've got to remember, though, that I've made all those mistakes in the past. Yeah. When I first started, you've tried it. I tried it and didn't work. So I know it doesn't. And work. also with the sepia, you've already got the sand underneath it as a sort of a ground color, absolutely, which right. is on a sepia range anyway. Absolutely right. Yes, we must do a sepia picture. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on the chocks. We're doing, we've done one in the um, watercolour. Yolding. Successfully, yeah. That was yeah, successful. That was that's just one tone. We, we're not, we just use white paper 
and a sepia ca- mm. colour. There's more to it with pastel pencils. Much more. Using six pencils, Steve. Mm. Good. Okay. Well, um, that's a, that was a brilliant question. That led us on to all sorts of <laughs> did, <didn't it? laughs> crazy areas. Um, so thanks, everyone, for sending in your questions and feedback. As always, uh, you can send more into us and we'll mention it on the show and uh, obviously come up with all these more suggestions and new projects. So uh, everything that you, uh, you send in, we use and uh, leads us on to something new. So uh, thanks for that. Uh, yes, as I said, the uh, figure drawing has come out, so I hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, as always, send in your uh, pictures, let us know how you got on and whether you enjoyed it, and uh, keep posting your artwork on the community. It's a buzzing community at the moment. There's Good. hundreds and hundreds of posts That's going out on uh, our artwork. And if you're interested in, ju- in joining the community and the membership, then you can go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and... Uh, click on products at the top and sign up for membership and join our growing community if you want. Great. Okay, we'll be back next week with more uh, pastel pencil tips. Oh, yes. And advice and me asking why uh, (laughs) (laughs) as normal. So, uh, and if you want, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're listening through iTunes, that would be great. Or if you're listening via Stitcher Radio, then please leave us a review out of five stars. Uh, we'd love it and it boosts us up the charts yeah that's where we want to be folks we want to be further up those charts Mm -hmm. so uh, okay good that's it for this week thanks to everyone for listening I'm Steve Bradley and I'm Colin Bradley enjoy Enjoy your week. week